Armed American Radio listeners, today's Armed American Radio's recorded version of the national radio broadcast, the Armed American Radio podcast, is being brought to you today and every day by North American Arms. Make sure to visit NorthAmericanArms.com for the finest mini revolvers on planet Earth. NorthAmericanArms.com. Enjoy the show. American Radio's Daily Defense. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense, because they don't want me to, that's why I do it. Presented by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. From the Sig Sauer Studios, on the Daniel Defense Platinum Microphone. They're never going to stop us here. Here is your host, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting the enemies of freedom, Mark Walters. And a big, fat, happy new year. Let's see if we can remember how to do this. Greg over in Dallas, Texas, how you doing, my brother from another mother? Happy new year, man. Uh, happy new year to you. It's a couple days late, three days, oh, well. January 3rd, January 1st, so that makes it two days. Welcome in, guys. X-Insurance is presenting all of this. Mark Walters in the Six Hour Studio for you today on the Daniel Defense Powerful and Platinum Microphone. Greg, let's see if you remember your spewel after a couple days off. Can you tell people where to listen to the show and to watch it? Ah, uh, yes, the spiel. <laughs> do I remember how to do this? I think I might. You know, uh, if you it. would like to watch the show, just head on over to Armed American radio.org or .com. On the right-hand side of the website, you're going to see three little hash marks. Just give those a slap. When that window up opens up, select your watch live option. You've also got the listen live in case you're driving. And we've got the podcast link in case you need to catch up on anything you may have missed. Also, the shop is over there if you want to pick up something nice and support the show. Uh, if you want to join our live chat, all you have to do is head on over to your app store, grab the Telegram messaging app, create your profile, and search for Armed American Radio Conversations. And that'll do it. That'll get you in, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the broadcast today. Today is garbage day at the ranch, except it's really not because of the holiday on Monday. They pushed it off to Thursday. But that's okay. We have a full guest lineup for you for the remainder of the week. Clayton Llewellyn from Heaven's Harvest is going to be here in the next hour. Dave Workman will be joining me in just a second. Tomorrow, Lee the Gunwriter Williams. And on Friday, we're going to do our regular stint with Paul Markle, student of the gun, as we did last week as well to kick off the New Year's weekend. Let's get started. Let's go right over to the phones. The bat line is fired up. Dave Workman, my mom's favorite guest and a fan favorite for a reason. How you doing, brother? Well, I'm okay. I made it through the uh, New Year's holidays. Made it past my 74th birthday on Christmas Day. Um, Happy I'm, birthday, Dave. Happy well, birthday, thank brother. You. And you didn't do it without um, a cold. I can hear that cold. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's not really a cold. It, it, this is weird. Uh, my son got a cold the other day, over the well, the last week anyway, and I always seem to get a, a bit of a sniffle from it. it. It's nothing. I have no temperature, no fever, no no zipzot or runny nose or any of that stuff. But once I I lose my voice a little bit, it takes forever for it to come back. 
So in the meantime, I, I should be doing voiceovers for what's it? What's it better, <laughs> yeah. you know? It's me. I was just going to say, <laughs> yeah, you because you sound like it. You got it going on in a world. It's going to send some yeah, copy over to Dave. Salem's going to send some copy over. Sam Dave. Elliott, yeah, get Sam Elliott on the phone and tell him, hey, you know, your job's in trouble. So <laughs> <laughs> well, you sound great. I'm glad you're here. I, I did talk to well, Dave earlier you. today, and I know you were a little concerned about it. You said uh, you think I'm good. Hey, I said as long as you're good, we're good. So let's get fired up and let's get started. You ready for this? I'm, I, I want to ask you, because I didn't get a chance to talk to you before the week, but top stories, and I have a little bit of inside dope because I read your stuff, but what, what do you think was, and then we're going to shift to 2024, but what do you think was the biggest story of 2023, Dave, as we turn the corner here into a new year, and we'll talk about 2024. It's going to be a volatile year. What was the biggest story well, for you? I think, really, the... The big story, and I wrote about this the other day uh, at uh, uh, the Gun Mag. Uh, probably the the biggest story of the year was the expansion of permitless carry, aka constitutional carry laws. Uh, you know, we've got twenty seven states now out of the fifty. We've got a majority of the states that now allow carry of concealed firearms in a peaceable manner, of course, without a license or permit requirement. The anti-gun crowd, it it drives them nuts. And uh, in my book, that's a good thing, because we're right back to where we were 241 years ago when you didn't need a permit to carry a rifle into town to go shopping. Uh, You didn't need a permit to to walk around the village with a brace of pistols in your belt because in those days it was considered, well, oh, there's Joe, Uh, maybe he's going to shoot a squirrel on the way home, or or there's Fred, he's worried about the highwaymen that have been robbing people uh, lately, and uh, he plans to do something about it. Uh, This business about requiring a permit uh, in, in order to exercise a constitutional right, it really rankles a lot of people, and I, I think justifiably so. Uh, it never really bothered me before in Washington State to go renew my concealed pistol license. I've had one for more than 50 years. But today, with with the way the, uh, the lawmakers in Democrat-controlled Washington State uh, have been acting, uh, it may become an issue, and you know they they already impair my rights and infringe on my rights with some of their stupid gun laws, which are being challenged in federal court, by the right, way. Right. Uh, but they want more, and you know it's like a a hungry mauling dog that never gets his belly full. He always wants to take another chomp out of your rump, you know. It's one of those things. And uh, at some point, I'm hoping that people stop fleeing from Washington and start fighting to take the state back. Oh, boy. Uh, that's 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 a loaded statement. It's a loaded statement for a lot of different reasons, because we see what's happening to the south of you in California and oh, way yeah. to the east of you at the same parallel, but in New York State, with yeah. people fleeing like crazy. I mean, you know, I just saw a report yesterday. I guess Sean Hannity fled New York and finally moved himself to Florida mm-hmm. to get away. And you're making that kind of money. I could never understand why those people would pay that kind of tax anyway. 
But I guess, you know, well, um, I made $30 million. I'll keep $15 million. It's still lots to live off of. <laughs> yeah. Why not keep $40 million or $35 million for crying out loud or whatever it is? You know, so, yeah, you, you are going to face that. Is there any indication? Are, are you seeing people fleeing Washington right now like they are in California yeah. and it's just not making news? Yeah, I do. Uh, there's a guy that used to be a radio announcer up here at uh, uh, Seattle uh, AM KVI. It's it's the, was actually the first talk radio conservative talk radio station in the country, and I actually had a show over there uh, once about thirty years ago on the outdoors. But uh, Kirby uh, Wilbur uh, retired about uh, two years ago. He moved to Texas. Uh, he uh, got his real estate license down there, and he's been really doing a lot of business with Washingtonians who are fleeing down to Texas. And wow. uh, he was actually talking about that on the air this morning. And I, I think this is an indication of just uh, how bad things have gotten in Washington State. People I know who've grown up here, who are like third or fourth generation their families have been there. They're beating feet for Montana and Idaho or Nevada right, right. or or Arizona, Texas. You know, places uh, where uh, it is less taxes. Uh, they are far more friendly toward the Second Amendment. And you don't have uh, government bureaucrats and elected officials wandering around trying to tell you what kind of refrigerator you need to have, how your children ought to be taught in school, how you shouldn't be told what your children are being taught in school. You know, it's a lot of that stuff that, uh, you know, combined, it is greatly offensive to a lot of people. And, I, you know, I, I understand why they're leaving. I can't leave. Um uh, because no other state wants me, but <laughs> uh, um, we'll take it. Yeah, I appreciate it. This is very kind of you. <laughs> um, the 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 notion that uh, I would walk away from where my granddad is buried, where my great granddad yeah. is buried, where my mom and dad are buried—that's nonsense. I, I'm just not going to do it. Well, you know, people are, and I think about, that's yeah. how bad it is. There are people that are leaving family members buried there are people that are giving up many many generations of businesses because the left has gone so far left i mean just this topic alone is enough uh, we could do two hours easily on this topic and people fleeing but we're not going to do that we have a lot to talk with dave about we will get a little bit into the weeds on that because it does matter we are seeing some numbers and i kind of want to find out what you think the impact is going to be i'll throw a couple questions at you when we come back from the break Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Armed American Radio's Daily Defense continues right after this break. It's a four-minute break. You know the routine on radio. It's the way it is. All of it brought to you by X Insurance, sitting in the six-hour studios with you here at AAR Ranch in the state of Georgia. Right now on the Daniel Defense mic. We'll flip that to the Crossbreed Holsters mic at six minutes after at the top of the hour. Happy New Year to each and every one of you. We will continue the call with, or the conversation, I should say, but it's a call, with the great Dave Workman, my mom's favorite guest, right after this. We're going to give his voice a rest for just about four minutes. We'll be right back with Dave. Don't go away.
Daniel Defense firearms are guaranteed for life, trusted worldwide, and designed, engineered, and manufactured right here in America. Daniel Defense, freedom, passion, precision. Daniel Defense, freedom, passion, precision. It absolutely is. Had my Daniel Defense, a couple of pair of rifles out on the range this past weekend with my, with my father. Put the uh, M4A1 in his hand and the DDM4V7. Had a great time with Pops before he head back down to Florida and got out of the chilly mess, which it definitely is. Six-hour studios lit up for you at AAR Ranch here in the state of Georgia. Mark Walters on the Daniel Defense microphone. X-Insurance presenting it all. Welcome back in. Let's go back to Dave Workman in out in beautiful Washington. A little rainy out there right now at this time of year. I, I can say that without looking at the weather report because, well, it just does that this time of year, and I've been there. So... I, and now tell me, go ahead and tell me, tell me publicly, it's not raining today. It's actually one of those rare sunny days. Make me wrong. It's it's not raining today. I don't see any sunshine. Okay, well, I'll take half it's not raining today. Half the victory. Yeah, I'll take that half, too. I don't Actually, you know, we, we do need the moisture. We need to build up the snowpack up here. There you go. Well, Dave, let's 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 dig a little bit deeper into this discussion of people fleeing. I find it fascinating. Because I, I think we're watching America split right before our eyes. And well, go ahead. You know, the, the, I've been thinking about that a lot over the last couple of years. And I, I think you just moved to the head of the class. We are seeing a division in philosophy in the United States. It's not going to be north and south, east or west. It's going to be free America versus That's whatever it. the hell they call California. You know, it's, it's one of those You're things. You're spot on. You're spot on. I, you know, from an economic standpoint, it's going to be North Korea versus South Korea for those that choose to live behind that wall. You know, it just is. You're going to have massive deficit deficits. You're going to have a green agenda shoved down your throat. You're going to have DEI shoved down your throat at colleges and universities. We see what's going on at Harvard. It's a mess. That woman resigned and still gets to choose. Choose. She chooses to keep a $900,000 a year salary as a faculty member after being ousted for her horrific response to Stefanik in Washington, D.C. The country is dividing right before our eyes. And we'll go there a little bit when we talk a little bit about what's coming up, what you think is coming up in 2024. But let's back up now to people fleeing. What does that mean? And let's, let's specifically stay on Washington. I think the dynamics are the same regardless of the state. I think whether we're talking New York, California, Washington, it's all the same thing in general. But when people flee the state, and, and you, as you mentioned, it's not all about guns. Guns is a part of it. But I would venture to say probably more so just the whole commie agenda, the whole green agenda, the high taxes, et cetera. Uh, but guns being a part of that, what is that going to do to gun rights in Washington state in 2024? If those people who are fleeing with their conservative values, many of whom, if not most, are gun owners, what does that mean for the fight going forward in 2024? You're just going to have to fold the cards if that's the case? Because certainly nobody, nor the group's moving. I'm not moving in to pick up where they left off. Well, I think uh, the courts are going to have something to do with this, too, because at some point, 
all of these gun control laws, which they have been passing because of the Democrat majority in Olympia, are going to run headlong into the U.S. Constitution. Thanks to the Second Amendment Foundation's victory in McDonald v. City of Chicago back in 2010, the Second Amendment was incorporated to all of the states via the 14th Amendment. Now, you can't run away from that, although we've got a right. whole bunch of judges on the federal bench who were appointed by Joe Biden and, and Barack Obama up against uh, a, a fair number of judges who were appointed by Donald Trump. And you can tell the difference immediately by looking at some of these gun cases. Uh, but the Constitution does apply to all citizens everywhere, whether you live in New York City or Oklahoma City or downtown Seattle or uh, some little burg out in the middle of nowhere. The Constitution, all ten amendments apply equally to, the, to each citizen. And that, that concept, that notion is going to come, I think, grinding uh, uh, in, a, in a headlong crash before the U.S. Supreme Court. At some point, that has to happen. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. we have no Constitution and we have no country. And, and, you know, we can pray to all the gods in the heavens, you know, whether you have, it's Zeus or Odin or whoever you pick, you know, you, you, you hope that people and history make the right decisions. Here in Washington, we've got a, a guy who's running for governor as a Republican. I think he's got a solid chance of upending some of this stuff. His name is Dave Reichert. People probably know, and I haven't even talked to Dave for years, but uh, he's a former U.S. congressman. He's a former King County sheriff. He's the guy that bagged uh, the, the Green River Killer. Oh, wow. That made him famous. It made him famous across the country. He's got statewide name recognition. And the last poll I heard of has him two points ahead of Bob Ferguson, the, the far-left Democrat heir apparent to uh, Jay my Green Agenda Inslee, who is uh, in his third and final term as governor. And hopefully we'll get enough people uh, uh, who vote conservative, vote Republican, you know, whatever, gun owners to get off of the couch, fill out their ballot, and send it in. We're a mail-in ballot state, uh, certainly ripe for all kinds of voter chicanery. But yeah. hopefully this coming November, we'll have... Uh, Dave Reichert uh, making the, the victory speech and Bob Ferguson uh, will you know, crawl away and do whatever the hell he's going to do um, because I think the state government needs to have that kind of a, a cold water shock and it needs to happen well, now. You know, the problem here is, and yeah, I think you're I think people are souring on Ferguson. However, in today's divisive political culture, they're going to vote Democrat regardless who the Democrat is, period. The issues aren't going to matter. Now, that takes me back to that original question coming back from the break when people flee. Is there is there going to be enough people to put Riker in if gun? Because, you know, we know Inslee's going to run on an anti-gun agenda. We know he's going to do that. He's going to run on his, his green nonsense. He's going to run on his, you know, sanctuary cities. He's going to run on, you know, the typical leftist agenda, the commie Marxist socialist agenda masquerading as former Democrats. 
but you've got those people fleeing, those conservatives fleeing. I don't know that there's going to be enough. I hope so. And hopefully Reichert's name recognition is enough to bring people to the polls that even enough leftists have had enough. And, I, I you know, there are signs that that is happening. We can see some shifts. Well, we see some shifts in Chicago. The, the quick and easy answer to that is, yeah, there are enough votes, uh, Republicans and independents, and even Democrats are coming over because they're yeah. tired of 4 tired or $5 of. a gallon gasoline and, and all of the other garbage that's going on here in Washington State. They're tired of it. And, you know, as we go to the break, ladies and gentlemen, I was mentioning this really applies. Yes, we're talking about Washington state, but insert New York when Dave says Washington, insert California when Dave says Washington, insert any Democrat run blue state, insert New Jersey, insert Illinois. You can, they all fit. It all fits the same puzzle, regardless. If it's run blue, it's the same thing. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense here at the ranch in the Six Hour Studios. Mark Walters filling your prescription for freedom. All of it brought by X Insurance. We'll be back. Two more segments with Dave. segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Defender Coffee. When you drink Defender Coffee, you're making a donation to a gun rights organization of your choice that protects and defends your freedoms. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, Defender Coffee has it going on, ladies and gentlemen. I'm actually drinking a cup of Defender Coffee right now. If you're watching on your televisions or your devices, you can see that mug that I'm holding up. You can get one of those mugs over at Defender Coffee. I've got a big cup of it. had a couple of them today. It's cold here at the ranch, and Defender Coffee works. And at the end of the day today, I've donated to the Second Amendment Foundation because I bought Defender Coffee. That is a win-win-win all the way around. It's a win for me, it's a win for the Second Amendment, and it's a win for the Second Amendment Foundation. So really, it's a win-win-win-win because it's also a win for the rest of the country as well as we continue to fight for our right to keep and bear arms. We're doing that here in the Six Hour Studio. Mark Walters filling your prescription for freedom on the Daniel Defense Mike. All of it being brought to you. By the great X Insurance. Let's continue the conversation with the great Dave Workman. Dave, welcome back, my friends. Always a pleasure to have you here, and I, I do appreciate you taking time out of your very busy day, and uh, with your with your cold voice going on. Thank you very much for that. And it's actually quite, it's quite soothing. I'm enjoying it. Sounds great in these cans I'm wearing. So welcome back. You're, you're terrible. You know you're really. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's go back to. Um, you know, I, as I was as we were leaving for the break, I mentioned you could insert any of those Democrat yeah. states in, and it all fits. Do you, do you agree with that? I mean, on a general yeah, broad brush, pretty much the same thing, right? Same attacks. I, I think I think that's a fair assessment, and of course, you'll get the liberals and and the liberal pundits uh, saying, "Oh, studies show that that's all wrong. Studies show this. Studies show." That. You know, nobody ever identifies which study shows this. Right. They just come up with this. Well, studies have proven that. Well, I want to see the research because, uh, and let's let's center this down to guns again because I love the way that some of these guys dance around this. <laughs> the gun situation. Uh, there is research out there which says red states have more gun violence than blue states, but. If you remove the blue-dominated big cities from those red states, the the violence
violence quotient goes way down, and it does it pretty darn fast. Um, Seattle, for example, we've and we've talked about this uh, before on on your program. How you know Washington State since 2014 has adopted some ridiculously. Uh, restrictive gun control laws uh, because they've got a billionaire-backed anti-gun lobby group based in Seattle pushes all of this stuff through by helping elected Democrat far-left nutball politicians. And and naturally, they pick up the ball and they run with it because, hey, you know, we're preaching the mantra. Well, good for you. None of the uh, gun laws have produced zip. In fact, since these gun laws have been passed in Washington state, our homicide numbers have gone up. Seattle, when they when they first adopted uh, the gun control package back in, oh, this has been like seven or eight years ago, we had like 19 or 22 homicides in the city of Seattle, which for a city its size right. is remarkably low. Now, last year, 73 murders in the city of Seattle, which is gut-wrenching. What happens with a lot of this uh, is that the reporters will come on and they'll they'll mention the number, but uh, then they will say, yeah, but percentage wise, you know, the, the percentage of homicides is down because of population shift. Yeah, I throw wet mud at those kind of remarks because the only thing that really counts is the body count. All the other stuff is is just nonsense. When they, when the other side claims that, hey, you know, we're going to reduce uh, the the number of murders, this gun control law will help prevent homicides, and it doesn't. In fact, the, the result is that you've got more people in the morgue. Yeah. I say something's wrong, and I've been hounding uh, uh, them about this for the last couple of years. They don't like hearing from me. They don't like reading my stuff. But you know me, Mark. You you know me well enough to say, well. Too bad. <laughs> you know, just yeah, well, look, you know, do, do you ever feel like a lone wolf out there sometimes? Yeah, I do. Because, I mean, because you are fighting hard, and, and uh, both you and Alan, you know, you guys are mixed up with Ferguson, and there's lawsuits that are publicized now. We all know that. Yeah. Uh, you know, they don't like you. They hate your guts. It, but uh, it, what, what gets me, when you're talking about other media out there, and you've been around a long time doing this as a journalist, as a real journalist, to not get any support or assistance from other journalists who might see themselves as mainstream. Now, there's a lot of dynamics in play. Some of them can't talk about it. They've got an agenda to push, this, that, and the other thing. But at some point out there, do you ever wonder, doesn't any one of you have the cojones to stand up and actually tell the truth that I'm actually right here and have my back? Do you ever feel alone? Yeah. And, uh, you know, this has been going on for a long time. I remember, uh, I think it was Tom Gresham one time uh, told me on the air, you see, you know, you're one of the pioneers. You made it safe for a lot of other people out there to to uh, go after pro-gun stuff uh, in the news. Uh, well, you know, True. that's fine. But it, it, it's funny, and, I, and uh, I think I've told you this before, I will occasionally get phone calls from some of the members of the media on the other side of Lake Washington for where I'm in. I'm talking about Seattle or, you know, anywhere around the country because I'm one of the few people that they can call. They know I've got a degree in journalism, and then I'm not going to BS them about this stuff. Uh, and uh, yet when I tell them what's going on and when when I 
write in the newspaper, you know, the Gun Mag or or at Ammo Land or Liberty Party, you know, wherever I'm writing. When I when I put the stuff in black and white, they still refuse to stand up, say, at a press conference and ask the mayor of Seattle, well, uh, hey, uh, you know, you got more homicides than last year, and you've got all these gun control laws which you supported. How do you explain that? Boy, and wouldn't that? That's a breath of fresh with, air, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be nice yeah. to hear? And, and that yeah, would make I, you feel I, I good because some that. of those reports are yours. I, that's what I. That's why I asked the question. If you ever feel like a lone wolf, I mean, look, we're out here on the radio every single day. Sure, we do too, right? I know. I, yeah, there are big yeah, news outlets good. out there that 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 know. I mean, I know they listen. I've, I've had, had. I've actually heard them pick up our stories. They don't credit us. Okay, and that's it fine. Happens I could, to be you know, a lot. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't care less. I know that a lot of people are listening. We just added another couple of new stations to the big monster cast coming up this month. It continues to grow. We continue to get our voice out there. So I, I'm glad that you're out there. I'm glad that you know that there are programs like this. You mentioned Tom Gresham. Tom is getting ready to celebrate his 30th year on the airwaves, and you've been yeah, around for all it, of it, right? I mean, you believe yeah. it's on that fast, but Gun Talk <laughs> has been out there for 30 years, and Tom's a dear friend and. So proud to call him a friend. And look for him to be on the show this year, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to have him on the Monster Cast. Uh, that's already in the works. But, yeah, so keep fighting that fight out there. Let's turn the conversation now as we head into the next segment. You know, I spoke with Alan Gottlieb on the Sunday Monster broadcast mm-hmm. on New Year's Eve. And Alan's segments were wonderful. I, I was chuckling. We taped it in advance for obvious reasons. It was New Year's Eve. We taped it earlier in the day. But I was chuckling while he was talking. I kept having to mute my mic. I kept laughing. Victory after victory after victory, he rattled off. Thirteen victories, I mean, huge victories in court cases, four of which were in California. We have 19 active cases in California right now. Additional, I think, 57 total going on around the country. More to be filed soon, ladies and gentlemen. All of them on your behalf, regardless of where you live, because we're talking about a constitutional right. And we know, as Dave mentioned, it's time the Supreme Court gets one of these cases. And they will. They'll likely get more than one. Dave, as we turn the corner now, and we've turned the corner, and we're in 2024, on the heels of those victories, when we have the other side knocked back a little bit, and we do in courtrooms across the country, how do you see this moving? I, well, and let me do this. I, I just was told we're getting ready to take a break. So I'll just take us to the break with this. When we come back, we'll ask Dave how he sees 2024 unfolding on the heels of some amazing victories that the main, mainstream media doesn't like to mention. But they're out there. And Mr. Gottlieb, if you want to hear all of those cases, we don't have time to go over them now. But you can listen to Sunday's show. The podcast is up for December 31st. And Alan rattles off 13 huge victories in those two segments. You'll want to give that a listen. It's a great education. When we come back, we'll ask Dave Workman how he views 2024 moving forward now that we've turned the corner on the heels of some of these great victories. What's in store for us in what is no doubt going to be a very, very, very volatile political year here in the United States of America. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense will be back with Dave Workman right after this. segment of Armed American Radio's Daily Defense is being brought to you by Daniel Defense. Visit DanielDefense.com. Now, back to the show. Ah, back to the show indeed. Welcome in. Happy New Year, everybody. I'll get it out choking on my Defender coffee. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense. First live show of the year for 2023. And I think uh, Dave Workman 
Dave, I think uh, I think you were with me in the Six Hour Studios last year too. We're making this kind of a habit, and I'm glad we're doing that. <laughs> it's always fun to have you. Yeah. You know, I I just did Cam and Company on uh, January one too. And it was fun because he and I have kind of started the same thing. I've been a guest on his show to start the year off, and he will be doing the same thing with us coming up on the Sunday MonsterCast. So, anyway, I want to go back to 2024 now at, let's look forward. I mentioned those court victories. We don't have time to go into all of them. But suffice to say, a lot of them have come off the West Coast, right? Uh, some of those mm-hmm. California cases. Benitez has been wonderful. We've got a lot down in the f- uh, Fifth Circuit in Texas. And the Fourth Circuit assault weapons ban. Alan and I were talking a little bit about that. Of course, you know, uh, SB2 in California, the injunction was lifted. That went into effect. The registration was with, was up, wasn't upheld. The Supreme Court just chose not to get involved. Nothing was upheld. That went into effect in the state of Illinois. What do you see happening in 2024? with these cases as we move forward, not just these cases, but others. What's your prediction? Let's talk predictions. Well, I think the Supreme Court is going to have to get involved in at least some of these cases. And and I'll explain something about Chief Justice Roberts. He likes things to go through the, the proper steps. He's, he's not really an activist judge. Uh, or justice, I should say, uh, unlike some of the people who preceded him as chief justice. Uh, and, and he wants the the system to work. And, you know, for better or worse, I'm, I'm okay with that. I am, too. We're we not alone like, in that camp. We, we would all like to see everything done yesterday, but... Uh, you know, in, in our system of justice, you have to have the proper checks and balances. That's that's the way it's supposed to work. You know, all those old dead white guys from 250 years ago, they were pretty bright guys. And they set this up to work, maybe not the best, but better than anybody else. And... Uh, I think that the Supreme Court will get involved, certainly in some of the cases coming out of California, which will affect cases in Oregon and Washington, which are darn similar because we're we're, uh, we all three states have gun control laws that are extreme in nature, and they're all being challenged by the Second Amendment Foundation. You know, Gun Owners of America, the NRA is involved there. Everybody's got a a dog. Well, yeah, Firearms Policy Coalition. We all got dogs in the fight. And uh, we've got, thankfully, and I'm going to give a big shout-out to uh, Montana Attorney General Austin Knudsen, who's uh, engineered some of this stuff. We've got state attorneys general signing on to amex briefs in some of these cases and you know that's no small deal uh, when when the top law enforcement officers in in the in various states sign an amicus brief and say hey look this is what the law says this is what the law doesn't say this is why we think maybe the law ought to be overturned you know that that uh, does get the attention of federal judges and maybe supreme court justices and i'm proud of those guys for and and women for for signing on to those things um so 2024 
may be the perfect storm for a lot of reasons. It's an election year. And now I'm going to start a, 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 just a, my rant, with which will continue until November. If you are tired of the way that things are, you got to, A, register to vote where you are currently living at your current address. you got to get off your butt and vote this fall. And understand this, mouthing off on Facebook and other social media does not equate to casting a vote. you got to vote because, frankly, the votes are out there to stop this nonsense. You just don't do it. Uh, you know, gun owners and hunters, uh, for better or are very lethargic. They, they want to be left alone. They don't like to get involved in a lot of this stuff. But your ox is getting gourd, boys and girls, and it's time to get off the bench because politics and the defense of the Second Amendment, that's not a spectator sport. Now, and now it's it's beyond just the Second Amendment. It's the defense of your country at this stage. Of oh, the, yeah. The country's a mess. It's an absolute mess. The division yeah. is, is irreparable in my estimation. I was uh, a very pessimistic. I don't like to be pessimistic. I'm an, I'm an eternal optimist. I really am. I try to be anyway. I like to see, you know, all the positive stuff happening. That's why I was really enjoying Alan's segment on the Sunday show. But at the same time, when I was speaking with Cam Edwards on Cam and Company, I made it very clear I was very pessimistic about what was getting ready to happen in 2024. I believe that on both sides, I was very honest about that, both the left and the right, there is a propensity for violence. Uh, this is going to be a very volatile, very difficult year. This country is facing down difficulties we haven't faced as a nation as far as our, uh, our division since the 1860s. And God forbid we all know how that turned out. And I think you're correct. I, I think the division, obviously, it's not north-south, but it's red-blue. It's, it's yeah. purely red-blue. And those people that are caught behind the lines that can't get out are in for a real rude awakening. And that's why voting is so absolutely critical, because there is enough of us to do this. It's just frustrating we don't see it. And I, you see that in Washington. You've seen that yeah, in I Washington do. for years. You get outside those big cities, and the whole state, save for six counties, is bright red. There are enough people out there. Unfortunately, not all of them are voting. I'm going to say this. I believe in 2024, Dave, we're now June 23rd coming up in six months now, which, thank goodness, it's only six months away, will we'll mark the second anniversary of the release of the Bruin decision. Two years already under our belt come June. That's when we're going to see some of these cases, I think 2024 and 2025, as far as decisions. But I think the Supreme Court's going to get involved in probably no less than two or three Second Amendment cases. And I'm hopeful the assault weapons ban, it's likely going to be the Fourth Circuit because it's already working its way through the, the system faster than the others. But I'm hopeful that we put to bed these assault weapons bans. Are you optimistic there, as optimistic as I am? Yeah, I, I, I really am. I think when the U.S. Supreme Court, with its current makeup, gets those cases, they will bring an end judicially to this nonsense. Now, there's a caveat, and we know what the caveat is. The Democrats in state legislatures all across the country are going to stubbornly say, no, nah, 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 nah. I don't care what the Supreme Court said. I want it this way, and I'm going to behave like a five-year-old 
and we're going to pass another law, and we're just going to wear you down until you go away and I get my chocolate candy with the frosting on top. I mean, that's how <laughs> these people think. They well, are so it's damn true. childish. It just appalls me that, that some of these people are convinced they are so entitled to tell the rest of us how to live that they think they can get away with this stuff. Yeah, and unfortunately, they have been in some of those blue states. That's why they're emboldened. Dave Workman, thank you so much for being here. Go rest that voice so that we can send you over some copy because we want to get some copy done for you. It'd be great to have your voice doing some spots for us while you're all clogged up. I love it. Dave Workman from the beautiful offices of the Second Amendment Foundation and the Citizens Committee for the Right to Keep and Bear Arms in Bellevue, Washington. Thanks, Dave, for being here. Coming up at six minutes after, we're going to talk with Clayton Llewellyn, the founder of Heaven's Harvest. Are you prepared? We'll be right back. You've just filled your prescription for freedom with Mark Walters, presented by X Insurance. X Insurance on the Armed American Radio Network. 